Yeah, man. And next month, <laughs> I don't remember the guy's names, so I apologize. But uh, Kul- uh, Kulev and uh, and and Chad Dawson both have fights coming up against uh, MMA fighters, essentially. So <laughs> Damn, that's Kulev's the one that just fought um... Frank Mir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chad da- Dawson's coming out of retirement to fight somebody as well. Uh, it's going to be a whole event. So that's something to be on the lookout for, or not, you know, depending. He's fighting, <laughs> but, he's fighting Junior Dos Santos. Yes, that's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. I like Junior Dos Santos, man. I don't want that for him. So who's putting on these fights? That one is was an outfit I'd never heard of. And Chad Doss is fighting Vitor Belfort. There you go. There you go. Yeah. For um, triad combat. Triad combat. Triad, okay. No, but, I, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not familiar with them, but I mean... Yeah. They're both on triad. Yep. Mm-hmm. They're both on triad. I I don't know who uh, who, who runs that. I somebody, saw um, somebody shady getting these guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at right now. Triad combat. Um uh, Triller. Oh, okay. Triller announces triad combat to go. fight card. Shady uh, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Ring Kings Podcast, episode two. Episode two. We're still here, guys. We, we made it. <laughs> yeah. And we upgraded. Look behind me. Well, I'm actually in the gym, y'all. I'm taking a break. That's right. That's my right. workout so, you know, we could do this show. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the really hats covered up the sweat. I really <laughs> hope y'all like that intro music, too. Because <laughs> shout out to Verse, man. Verse is our guy, man. Like, look, if you if you like our beat that we that we have on Lunch Break Hot Take, if, if you like the beat that Mikey has on Author Record Podcast, it's the same guy. He does all of our beats, man. So um make sure you get him a follow at verse g boss v-e-r-s-g-b-o-s on twitter and instagram i think it's the same so yeah man um all right look uh i guess happy new year's in order because when we first did the the first episode that was right before new year's so now we're in 2022 uh you know uh not a whole lot has changed since our first episode but you know we have a couple things to talk about we want to talk about you know, Mikey Garcia doing Mikey Garcia things on social media. Yes. We want to talk about, um, uh, we want to, oh, oh, the Ortiz, the Ortiz in, in, in Charles Martin fight, which was, Ryan, uh, you mean Ryan Garcia, right? The, what did I say? Mikey. Mikey. Wow. I keep saying Mikey Garcia. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mikey Garcia. <laughs> you, you, like, I don't want to, I don't want to confuse you with Ryan Garcia, but obviously like you're, you're, you're my favorite Garcia fighting right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love Mikey Garcia. I like Dan Garcia too, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. I respect it though. Ryan Garcia is the bad Garcia. <laughs> <laughs> he learned it from Oscar, who is also doing Ryan Garcia things on social media. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we so we look, obviously we, there ain't a lot of news going on, but we still have a lot to talk about. Mm-hmm. All right. And we're gonna talk about uh you know, boxer safety. When is it uh the right time to call a fight? When is, when is it too early? You know, we're going to kind of give some examples and, and kind of draw the line. And look, let's let's start with let's start with Ortiz and Martin. Right. Because not Martin. Yeah. Martin, was it Martin? Yeah. Charles yeah. Martin. Yeah. Charles yeah. Martin. yeah. Ortiz and Martin. 
because that kind of led us into this conversation. So they fought last weekend. Yeah. And and um it was looking good for the boy Martin for a minute, right? He scored two knockdowns. I wouldn't say he hurt, he hurt Ortiz, but he scored two knockdowns and they were they were clear score knockdowns. That's that's the best way to put it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh balanced shots. Ortiz wasn't really hurt, but look man, like you get hit, you slip, fall, it's a knockdown. So Martin's up big. And honestly, the way the fight was going, you're thinking Martin might take this because, you know, like Ortiz wasn't really pushing the you know, the pace that much to, or, you know, outpointing him that much in a fight to really, you know, steal those other rounds. But then, but then <laughs> Martin just gets hit. I think it was a hook. And my man literally did not remember where he was. He dropped his hands. <laughs> He looked away from Ortiz. Yes. Just just looked out in the crowd like, where, who are you guys? Not a glance, I? mind you. He just turned and was scanning the crowd, and, yeah. and he just kept on doing that until he got punched in the face again. Yes, um, yes. And so, then he, he, he went down. He got his arm tangled up in the ropes. Yep. Uh, and the ref said, man, you better get back in here and keep on fighting. <laughs> <laughs> now, he did. I think at that point when he got his hand tied up in the ropes, yeah. he, he kind of woke up and he was complaining to the ref. Like, cause I, I think he was afraid the ref was going to stop the fight. And he's like, look, my hand's caught, man. I can't I can't get up. So the ref yeah. said, OK, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you get up. I heard him say this. Like, don't worry, I'm, I'm going I'm to let you get up. So he untangled his hand and he said, "All right, are you good?" And he's like, "Of course." He says, "Yes," because that's what fighters are trained to to say. And he got put down again, rest out the fight. But my thing was, the minute he dropped his hands and looked away from his opponent, mm-hmm. that's it. Like, like that's it. Like I, because Ortiz, I think, kind of it kind of stunned him too because I think he was waiting to see if there's going to be like a a stoppage or a count or something like that. But if Ortiz was just like, "Yo, I'm I'm going to hurt this dude," and just went in, like he could have he could have caused some serious damage if he went in and like really tried to land that finish and blow. Um, once a fighter puts his hands down like that, like you could tell, I mean, he was hurt. He got hit. He didn't know where he was at, and his hands are down. That's it for me. That that's when I would stop the stop the fight. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> Like you said, he, he once you drop your hands, I mean, obviously that puts you in a defenseless position, right? But on top of that, I mean, clearly he was knocked into another place. I mean, I it's not funny, but I was teasing that hey, he he thought he might have been in the grocery store. <laughs> he got knocked into the back when he went to Wegmans before the fight or something like that. But I mean, at to Romney's point. I mean, he, it wasn't a glance. Like he was literally looking the opposite direction. Yeah. And that yeah. in itself could have gotten really, really ugly. So I don't know, man. Like I, I was thinking about it and I'm like, you know, they, there's been cases where, and you, you hear it a little bit more now where fighters are, they're leaving trainers or whatever the case, because they felt this fight was, was stopped too soon or, they want to go out on their shield. And I don't know if the refs feel the pressure to, you know, to give it this this was a pay per view fight, right? And that was the that was the main card. So it's like I mean, it being a pay per view in itself was is a little like, okay, come on. 
Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I like Ortiz, yeah. but it's pay-per-view. Right. So I don't know if the refs are feeling like they got to hold on to these these fights as long as they can to sell the product. But right. it was bad. I, it, it, it was definitely bad. But yeah, so I, I'm sure there is a little bit of that where the referees are like, yeah, you know, this is kind of a, it's a big event. He said it's a pay-per-view. The, these fans came out to see a fight and, and kind of wanting to, to give that show. You know, I mean, in, in, in other fights, you know, where guys aren't necessarily hurt, you've seen referees kind of encourage them to get in the fight and actually mm-hmm. actually do something, right? Which, I mean, I think is kind of inappropriate. But, <laughs> you know, they, they do it because, hey, you know, the fans are here. The fans are going to be mad. You know, they paid this money to see y'all fight. You ain't fighting. Get in there. Um, and I think there was, yeah, probably a little bit of that. And, you know, in this case, I think the ref might have been just a little confused as well because yeah. – I mean, he got punched in the face, and then he just—he's looking out there like he—he he recognized somebody in the crowd. Like I don't—I don't, I don't know. Like, he didn't—I don't want to say he didn't look hurt. I mean, he looked right. hurt, but it was just—it was an odd reaction, not a reaction that you really see from fighters, right? Mm-hmm. You know, because like you said, it's like he didn't realize where he was anymore. Like he didn't know that Ortiz was in front of him. He didn't know that that next punch was coming. He was just looking off at, at, at whatever he was looking at. Uh, but that's why you know the referees are professionals too. That's why they're yes. paid to be in there. You have to protect the fighter, and you can see very clearly in that case that he's not in a position to protect himself anymore. Yeah, because the announcer, one of the announcers, was saying like, as soon as Ortiz went in and started hitting him again, he was like, "It's over. Like yeah. he's done. It's over." Like he recognized it, right? They recognized when he got hurt. They're like, oh, I think he's hurt. I think he's hurt, right? So even if initially the rest not sure what's going on, once you realize it, just stop it. Yeah. Right. Get in there and say, no, 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 no. Like, just, just stop it. Right. At, at the very least, uh, and, and you know, I'm not sure uh, if they have it where where they were fighting, but you know, the, you you have a standing eight count. So if you're not really sure, you can jump in there and say, hey, I'm gonna, you know, I'm uh, I'm counting you out, uh, you know, giving you the eight count, and just see where he's at from from that point on. Uh, but it's not an option to just hang back and say, man, I wonder where this is going to go. Let's find out. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. So this, this is kind of leads into our, our, our main, you, do you want to go to that now? Or you want to, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Let, let's, let's go into our, our you know, what, what do we want to call these things? Our topic for the month. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out, I guess. Yeah. This, this, yeah. Our, our topics for the month. Okay, look, our new audience, you're just gonna have to you you're gonna grow with us here. Okay. Of course they are. <laughs> we have we have topics, you know, monthly topics that we kind of want to discuss, um, issues or just just questions or whatever that we want to present to you guys. So we will ask you, what uh when's a good time, when's the right time uh for a stoppage? Because you know, sometimes a fight is stopped too early, right? Or we think it's too early. Mm-hmm. And you know, we're mad because we feel like we've been robbed of the fight. Obviously, the fighter's mad because he felt like he was in a fight. When is a good time for you? Like, because it, it's hard. It's one of those things that's hard to gauge. Mm-hmm. Like, we saw, we were watching videos earlier of fights that were stopped too early. And a lot of them, clearly, they were too early. Uh, and then we saw some videos of fights that were stopped way too late. Yeah. So, uh, in, in some of the videos, you know, the fighters are hurt, right? Uh, but not to the point where you're watching him and saying, man, you know, they, they've got to get in there. They got to stop this. He's going to get seriously injured. But, you know, these guys get wobbled and, and they're still moving around. They're still trying to defend themselves. They're still trying to fight back. And I think it's a, it's, it's tough to determine when to really jump in. Um, 
you know, for me, the answer is always early is better than late, obviously. Um, yeah. But, you know, we had the 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 fight with Melder Taylor and Julio Cesar Chavez was one of the ones that we that we were looking at. And Taylor had been winning the fight. Um, and then in the last round, very near the end of the fight, he gets dropped. Uh, but he gets up, you know, and he, he, he beats the count. He's standing there. He's fine. And the referee jumps in and stops it with about five seconds left in, in the fight. And, you know, kind of robbing him of a win, right? Yeah. And it's one of those things where you got to use judgment, right? Yeah, you're always trying to protect the fighters, but you have to use a little bit of judgment as well. Yeah. It is a it is a competition. You know, they, they are out there. Like, they're putting months of their lives into – I mean, years, obviously, just in the sport, but months into this particular fight. It's yeah. one of the biggest fights of his career. He may be hurt. He may still be hurt, you know, and, and Julio's going to be coming hard after him, you know, but – it's five more seconds. You got to look at yourself and yeah. say, right. he, can, he, can, he can avoid this guy for five seconds to get to the bell. Yeah. You know? and, and at least do the standing eight count to say, hey, you know, can you go engage him? And, you know, kind of engage where he's at. Well, in that he, case, he, I mean, he was knocked down. He got up. You know, he got yeah. the count, right? And and he beat the he beat the 10 count. He's standing yeah, there yeah. in the corner. Yeah. And then the rest of you know what? No. No, we're done. Yeah. 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 Because, yeah. I mean, so... Like one of the the biggest ones that stands out to my mind was, uh, and I talked to be about it earlier, uh, Diego Corrales versus Luis Castillo, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Castillo, he had put Corrales down a couple times during the fight, and it looked like he was just in the driver's seat. Because in in Corrales, you know, he was known for this. Um, you know, he just had heart; like he can get put down constantly. But, but get back up. And this is one of the greatest comebacks like in, like in boxing, right? Yeah. Because he was getting he was getting beat. And he fought back. And um just out of nowhere he he catches he catches uh, Castillo and Castillo's hurt bad and he's up against the ropes. I'll never forget it because Castillo it looked like okay, he got hurt a little bit and then the ref just came in and stopped it. And I was thinking Man, why did you stop it for Castillo, but you didn't stop it for all those times Corrales uh, got mm. knocked down? Well, it's because there's a difference between, you know, hurt and hurt, hurt, like can't defend right. yourself hurt. Right. And Castillo was in a position where he was out on his feet, basically, and he could not protect himself, right? Yeah. And and Corrales got the win. But that's where, like B said, you're supposed to be a professional as a ref. Like you're in there. You got to know when a fighter can't protect himself anymore. And right. when yeah they're hurt, but they can they they'll be able to fight through it, you know. And especially at that level, like we're talking about championship level, you have to. It's a thin line, but you have to be able to understand the difference. Right now, yeah. oh go ahead, Mikey, go ahead. No, no, I mean I was just gonna say that. I mean, in the case with Charles Martin and Ortiz, like Martin was out. He was out of it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was out. But then you know one one of the stoppages that more recent stoppages was the Sean Porter fight. Now, that wasn't stopped by the ref, but that was stopped that, by yeah. the corner. Yes. But that's a situation where Porter looked like he can continue to fight, right? Got knocked out twice, but, you know, he... He's more he, angry than hurt. Yes. Like. Yeah. And and there's also a difference between, you know, their flat-out knock, knockouts or knockdowns and their flash knock, knockdowns, which Ortiz... It looked like he was more so the two times he was knocked down more so were flat off of flash punches or whatever. Yeah. Uh with the Porter Bud fight, you know, I think he caught him with a good shot, but it 
the second one, I feel like he was a little off balance because he just got up. Yeah. From, yeah. You know what I mean? But clearly, I feel like he could have continued to fight. Mm-hmm. Right. But you guys are right. Refs have to be able to, to tell the difference. And I think a lot of those guys are seasoned enough to know because you, you, you're closer than anybody else in that ring. Right. You can look in a guy's eyes and tell that he's not there. Right. Right, and you can tell that. So you, you know, you have to, and it's not an easy job by any means. And I don't want to discount what the referees do and what they have to do, but I think you can find a balance in between stopping a fight when it's supposed to be fight stopped versus stopping it too early. I always look at. You can even tell now because the fighters want to protect each other at the same time. Mm-hmm. So when a fighter. The one that's doing the damage is looking at the ref like, bro, yeah. like he ain't dead. He's out of this, you know, but I do have a job to do. But hey, you going to step into this? And yeah. That, and it's crazy. I, almost every time. They, yeah. Almost every time the ref, like every time the, the fighters do that, the ref is like, nope, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it. Because at it. that point, it's like, you're, you're not going to, you're not going to tell me how to do right. it. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell right. me what to do. Now, at <laughs> now, you, point now, you get now back in there. Done. You land a couple more shots and we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> at, at this point, you're calling me out. You're making yeah. me look bad now. So yeah. I got to let, I have to have you, you continue. But it's like, dude, like, you know, it's. I don't know. It's not, like you said, it's not an easy job to do, but at the same time, I, I feel like you have the closest advantage or the closest, closest vantage point anyway. You can tell when somebody's not, they're not there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and th- there's a lot that goes into it. Um, you know, the, the, the Wilder and Fury fight, the first one, um, Wilder or uh, Fury was, I mean, he looked like he was unconscious. Right? Yeah. He got hit with the, the straight right. He got hit with a left hook on the way down. And he didn't move he until didn't move. until the ref got to six. Like yeah. nowadays, you you don't even see them, you know, start the count if if a fighter looks the way Fury did after taking those hits, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and you know, most of the time they just wave it off. They're like, no, you're done. He's out. Get the get the doctor in here. Yeah. But you know, the the referee let him get up and continue the fight, and he won the fight. And there's there's you know that that goes into it as well where you're saying hey when you're at this level these guys these guys are championship level fighters and you have to give them the opportunity to come back and all this stuff and you know I, and I I can appreciate that but when you when you go and you look at some of the late stoppages that's when that stuff kind of goes out the window to me because it is it's it's life and death for for the fighters in the ring yeah uh, you know that that was one of the ones that we we looked at Emil Griffith. Uh, fighting Barry, was it Benny Perret? Uh, this is a long, long time ago, but he he got him in the he got Perret in the corner, and I mean he was beating on him, and Perret kind of ducked under the rope a little bit. You know his his head was outside the ring, and and Griffith kept on hitting him, and the ref was nowhere to be found, mm-hmm. uh, and, and just went on way too long, and and Perret ended up dying uh, about a week after that fight yeah. because yeah. you just you let the 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 damage accumulate. Um, you know, there was another fight on there with uh, Pernell Whitaker <laughs> against this guy, Hurtado. And that was a close fight. Hurtado had knocked Whitaker down a couple times earlier in the fight, and his corner told him, you need a knockout to, to win this fight. And he got Hurtado on the ropes. He hurt him. Hurtado was kind of just laying against the ropes, and Whitaker just started kind of landing consecutive uh, hooks, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy wasn't defending himself. He wasn't throwing back. He, was, he wasn't even really standing at that point. 
and you know the ref didn't do anything until he fell out of the ring you know and so it gets to the point where i understand why they jump in really early because the other end of that is is really really ugly yeah and you know these refs need to be constantly evaluated if something like that happens uh where they they take way too long and the fighter seriously uh, uh injured they they need to be done refereeing right like that ref that let that that fighter die he should never referee again you know and not just it, not even that to that extreme where it, you look at it and say hey man you took way too long to uh stop a fight not not one of those ones like hey you could have stopped it a little bit earlier like okay whatever right like if you start to see a, a, a major pattern then you can say hey we gotta look at this guy but the ones that, that just take way too long it's just like you gotta call him in but like why did you wait so long and if you don't give the right answer man we can't we can't let you referee anymore yeah. right like that has to be taken seriously because like i said that's it's literally life or death same thing in ufc sometimes it's worse in ufc right like because in ufc when you get knocked down there's no standing eight count in ufc you get knocked down the fight is is still going on mm-hmm. until the ref jumps in so sometimes people will get knocked out on their feet and they hit the ground but the rest staying there and, and then the fight comes in just pounds the, the dude on, on the ground his head's bouncing off the ground and, you know what i'm saying yeah, and it's just like flying hammer fists yeah, I mean, look, the uh, the Usman Masvidal fight, right? Uh, Masvidal was knocked out, right? <laughs> he got hit, he hit the ground, he kind of woke up a little bit, and then yeah, Usman came in with a hammer fist and knocked him out again. So he really he was knocked out twice, yeah. you know, like the, those extra hammer fists weren't needed, but that's when the fight was stopped. So yeah, yeah, like 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 B said, I, I'm always going to err on the side of caution. Yeah. But you you did mention. Um, you, you did mention the Porter and uh, Bud Crawford fight. What did you guys think about that stoppage and, like, you know, the father? Um, uh, is this his his reason for for stopping the fight? I thought it was mad petty. Like he, <laughs> in, the, in the interview after the fight, like he's talking about how yeah, Sean didn't listen to him during the during training camp, and it, you know, I stopped it because I didn't like the way he prepared for the fight and. Like it, it seemed like you know they had their disagreements leading up to the match, yeah. and he was just trying to 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 you know show him up a little bit. And I, I think you know, I mean personally, I had Porter winning up until the round where he got knocked down. Um, yeah, and and you know he may not have won the fight. You know he may he may have gotten knocked out, but I think at that point you know you have to. He was fine. He wasn't you know disabled. You know he he was he was able to defend himself. He was he was all there. And you got to let him finish that out. That's one of the biggest fights of his career, mm-hmm. and to have your trainer, but especially your father, take that away. I mean, it's, it was, I mean, that was hard to watch. And, and to hear him talk about it afterwards. Look, look, everybody has, you know, everybody's relationship is different. And I've heard Sean Porter talk about it. And you know, fine, okay, you know, like you're gonna you can still go for your dad. That's your dad. I get it. Right. But I always think like if that wasn't his son and he did that like you're finished like you you like you're not gonna you're not gonna train anybody and i think about that now like what if what if what if his father still wants to train other fighters who's mm-hmm. gonna train with them like any top fight who's gonna train with them yeah you know so yeah that it, it, so you asking this question um brought up a question i have for you guys like so we talk about the refs, you know, sometimes being slow, stopping the fight. Uh, and then clearly we we 
highlighted some instances where it went on way too long, where they were super slow. How much of this do we put on the, the corner? Like when when do we expect the corner to step in too when it's like going too long and obviously the ref is not seeing what I'm seeing? Yes. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, how much of that onus is on is is on the corner to stop in, step in and stop it as well? It's just as much, I think. Yeah. It, it's it's just as much because you're you're you have more of a vested interest in your fighter than the ref, obviously. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to be watching the fight. So you see your person hurt. You should know better than anybody when they're hurt. And they're taking too many blows and the ref ain't stopping it. You need to you need to get up there and throw in that towel. Yeah. Right? I understand like you know, football, uh Boxing, UFC, like the you you had that warrior's mentality of never give up, never quit, right? Nobody wants, like, no fighter wants to see the corner throwing the towel, right? Like waving the white flag, essentially. Nobody wants to see that, but you have to protect the fighter. At the end of the day, you gotta live to fight another day. So, you know, yes, it's I, I put just as much on the corner as I do the referee. Yeah, you know, I, I I agree with that. Uh, but I think, to in a certain way, it's 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 one step less than the ref, right? Because mm-hmm. I think that's the referee's purpose. Then I mean, obviously, right. you know, refereeing the fight and everything, but you know, you don't want to put the corner in a position where they have to they have to you know throw in the towel for their fighter. Mm-hmm. That's going to damage their relationship potentially, right? Right. Uh, and and it's your job to be that you're the first line of defense. Like you said before, they they have the best vantage point of what's going on. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're all the way on the other side of the ring, you know, in the different, you know, maybe that maybe that corner can't see as well, you know, that their right. fighter is in trouble and, and needing to yeah. get out of there. Um, but when I do put it more on the corner is in in these fights where uh, you know, and, and Roy Jones was was uh, on this list a few times, mm-hmm. and in those fights because he was just you know, clearly outclassing his opponent, right? That person had no business being in the ring with Roy Jones Jr. And he was toying with him, dancing around and putting on a show like Roy Jones does. And in those cases, even if your fighter's not like, you know, unable to defend themselves or things like that, you you have to understand that, you know, getting hit 20, 30 times around by Roy Jones is not going to be beneficial to your fighter moving forward. And there's no possibility of them actually really fighting back uh yeah. you know when, when the when the talent gap is that wide i put that more on the the corner to stop those fights than on the referee because the ref is there you know if if a guy gets really hurt and is just out of it you know you want to stop it right there but your corner you should know that your fighter doesn't have any business being in the ring with this guy and you you don't let them take 12 rounds of punishment just yeah. because but you know but even in those situations Usually the ref understands the talent gap, right? And we, we we see it a lot of times on the lower level fights, right? Like you have a guy that's just really talented, he's up and coming, and he's fighting somebody that's you know not really going anywhere or just you know mid-level or not, not even mid-level, lower level fighter, and that person is just outclassing them. It, they don't even wait to the point where they get hurt, they're just like, All right, we've seen enough. Like you're you're not gonna win this fight. You're you there's nothing you can do here. Uh, we're just going to stop it now just just to save everybody some time right um in the amateur level because our nephew you know he he boxed amateur over at towson you know the men you get wobbled they stop in the fighting you know 
Yeah. So like there, I mean, yes, th- there are levels to it, but like you said, like when there's that big of a gap in the fight, and this you know, clearly you're not going anywhere with it. it. Sometimes you even hear the referee say it during uh during rounds or in between rounds. He'll go up to the fire and say, Look, if you don't show anything this round, I'm I'm stopping the fight. Like yeah. it's not even about getting hurt. Like if you're not if you don't do anything different, like to show that you can be in this fight, I'm just gonna stop the fight. And they do. They they do sometimes, but for me at a professional level, that's not their job. Right. Uh, it, it is, it is first and foremost, still a competition yes. and, yeah. and in boxing and, and even more so in MMA, one punch can change everything. And it's not your job to take that away. If the guy, if the, the person is not, is not seriously hurt. Yeah. Um, I think in those situations, it's more on the, the corner to say, we're not going to let you take that kind of punishment. Um, there was a guy, I forget the, the fighter's name, but he was fighting against uh, Sean O'Malley in the UFC. Um, mm. I want to say Chris Mutino maybe, but the point is he, he, he was a guy who, you know, I mean, he wasn't getting hurt, right? Like he had a, a rock solid chin, yeah. but he didn't have the skills to be in there with Sean O'Malley and O'Malley was just beating on him for, for the full, the, the full fight. And he wasn't going to go down. He wasn't, you know, like you weren't going to knock him out or anything like that. And, and so you had that, that super wide gap in striking ability and, you know, they just sat there and kind of watched it. They're like, "This, yeah. this is fine." You know, yeah, I, I know that he's he's hurt. I know that he can't catch O'Malley. I know he can't avoid these punches. But it is what it is. Go out there and take that beating. And yeah. and I think though in those situations, it, it is on the corner to say, "No, nah, you know, this isn't this isn't beneficial to you. This isn't beneficial to anybody. We're going to stop it." Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I agree with that. Like, you have to. Like I said, you know, like I said, gauge your fighter and say, look, like you're not catching with anything. No, nothing that I'm telling you to do is working. Nothing that you're doing out there is is working. And you know, we're, we're just gonna go ahead and stop it now, right? Because you you just gonna get yourself hurt. So yeah, I I agree with that. I agree with that. All right. Uh, did you want to chime in, Mikey? You got anything? No, I mean I agree. Oh, okay. I I agree with everything you guys say. I mean you. First, first thing foremost, first and foremost, you know who you know who your fighter is in there against. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, listen, yes, yes, yeah. you, you got all. I, I'm sure, you know, those who have who train fighters, you have all the confidence in them in the world, right? But you also know that person across the ring. They, you know what they're they, about. They're yeah. certified. You know what yeah. I mean. So yeah, it's you, like, you know your boy ain't as fast as Roy Jones, right? You know what I'm saying. <laughs> in, that, in that particular fight you're talking about, like this guy, that that guy, I can't remember his name, but I think he had, I think he had 20, 22 fights, and like eighteen to twenty of them were knockouts. Yeah. So this guy was supposed to be a big puncher, or whatever. He was talking mad smack coming into that fight. <laughs> and, you know, Roy beat him down. And he, he yeah. even got upset when the fight uh, it did eventually get stopped. He was uh, he was looking at the ref like, what are you doing? And it's like, yeah, man, this, he about to kill you. Like, yeah, you got to stop it. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was one point in that fight where Jones punched him, 
and the guy kind of wobbled, and Jones hopped around behind him, yeah. and the dude turned around, and he got punched in the face again and got put down. <laughs> like, like I'm sure in that moment, he thought that Roy was teleporting around the ring. <laughs> like, there was no need for that fight to go on. Yeah, Those are always funny, too, when you see those fighters. Like, why'd you stop it? It's like, right. man, if you could see yourself. <laughs> right. He's like, because you had to wake up to ask me that. That's why I stopped it. Like, <laughs> right. oh. Every now and then you get the fighter that that, that hugged the ref, like, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. 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 This dude was whipping my ass. Yeah. 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 All right. So so what we got going on in the boxing world? Let's 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 talk about what's what's going on currently since our last uh episode. Well, I think we want to bring up one more thing in regards yeah. to the, the, the fighter safety, right? Because we talked about, you know, just the, the, the ref stopping it and stuff like that and, and uh, you know, corner stopping it and, and, you know, the talent gap and, and how that can play into it. But I think another big thing is, uh, and you saw this this past past uh, summer, guys like Evander Holyfield who oh, yes, don't yeah, know yeah. when to walk away from the ring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, you got Holyfield out there and, and fighting a, a, a UFC fighter. Uh, Vitor Belfort, a, U- a retired UFC retired, fighter, yeah. and he got stopped in the first round, right? Uh, and this is a guy who was the heavyweight champion of the world, and he's just to that point where he, you know, he shouldn't be anywhere near a ring, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and you've got other guys going out there trying to make comebacks. Uh, you had Frank Mir tried to to get into a boxing ring with Pulev, uh, and that went that went predictably horribly for Frank Mir. Yes. Uh, so what do you guys think about, you know, just like older fighters and, 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 you know, them even getting sanctioned to get in the ring? Go ahead, Mikey. That's the biggest problem that, that someone is, there's a body out here that's sanctioning them to still fight. That's the, that's the part that's like, that's the ridiculous part. Then it goes down to their camps. Like, listen, you, you know, it, there has to be a time and uh, who was, oh, I was checking out, um, uh, Fred Taylor and Shannon. Oh, I am athlete. Well, they, you know, they started. The, the pivot. Oh, yeah, the well, pivot. Yeah, the, it's called yeah. the pivot. Yeah. And they yeah, were, yeah. they were talking about, yeah, they were talking about the AB situation, but they were saying it from a standpoint of Shannon's point was, okay, he doesn't have anyone around him that tells him like, Hey, like chill out. Like you left 30 million on the table in Oakland. Like he said, there wasn't anybody around him to say, listen, bro, Get yourself together and get this money. Then do whatever you got to do. But listen, you, you're a, a play away from getting $30 million. Mm. I, yeah. I use that to say, like, I mean, I would hope, especially with these older fighters, the Vander Holyfields, I would hope they got people in their account and their in their camps. That would, obviously, they don't because they let them get back out. No, they don't. Yeah. But it's a shame on them who, you know, people that's a part of their camp that will let them get back out there and fight. The only person – that I don't worry about getting in the ring is Mike Tyson. He, <laughs> he, I mean, he seems to still be in good shape. And, uh, you know, it, it can hold his own out there to a certain extent. But, like, right, right. some of these other guys, man, shame on the, shame on the camps. And then definitely shame on these, on these sanctioning bodies that would allow that to happen. That's ridiculous. But even with Mike Tyson, like – Mike Tyson ain't trying to go out there and do real fights, right? right. It's, hey, we're going to do a little six-round, eight-round exhibition, you know, no knockdowns. You know, like, you're not, we're not, we're not, you know, trying, trying to kill each other. We just want to kind of spar a little bit. Like, I think he 
he understands it a little bit more. And yes, he's still in, in great shape, right? But Holyfield's like, no, I st- I can still be champion. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and that's where that's kind of where I land on it. It's like, you know, it's fun. I enjoyed the the Tyson and Roy Jones fight. I like, did. They, yes. They weren't they weren't fighting for real. But you know, they're going out there and just putting on a little show. And it's and it's it's nice nostalgia for everybody who grew up watching them fight. Uh, I don't want to see guys like Evander Holyfield, who I was a big fan of, go out there and just get beaten until until they die, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and and it is one of those things where it's just like this is the the time where you have to save fighters from themselves. You know, they this kind of stuff happens in MMA. Also, they had um, Ken Shamrock and and one of the I think it was one of the Gracies. You know, they they're both over fifty getting in the, into the into the cage. Like it's it's gross. You know, and you're out there just kind of, you know, exploiting them because they, hey, this is what they do. This is what they've been their whole lives. And, of course, they want to keep doing it. And you as the promoter, uh, you know, and like I said, as the sanctioning body, you should be saying, no, you know, that time's over. You know, you you can go do other things. But they're saying, hey, you know, you still got a big name. We could probably make some money off of this. But this that's the dirty uh, side of boxing, right? Because for the most part, Holyfield can't get sanctioned anywhere because that fight was yeah. held in, what, Florida, right? Right. He couldn't get sanctioned Nevada, California, any of those places where you had these major fights. They're like, nah, dude, go on. Right. But you know, Florida's like, yes. Right. Come on. <laughs> yes. <Bring it> on. <laughs> we get a cut. Yeah, come through. So you you can always find a place that that'll take your money. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's about having the right people in your corner. It's even sometimes I honestly I feel like Holyfield might have the right people in his corner, but he's just one of those hard heads that's just like, look, he's gonna do what he wanna do no matter what. You know, because I don't know who trained him. I'm not sure if it's the people that he came up with. I, I imagine it probably isn't. He probably had to go and find somebody else. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like you can always find people out there that, that will do it. But yeah, man, um, I, I think Frank Mears situation. Um, yes, he's retired, too. He's older. He shouldn't be uh, he shouldn't be fighting. But, you know, um, the guy he fought, he, he's retired, too. Yeah. But the difference is. USC fighters should not be jumping in the ring with professional boxers on a serious level. Well, when yeah. when when Mayweather fought fought uh, uh, McGregor, yeah, when he fought when he fought Connor, uh, that wasn't a serious fight. People would think, oh yeah, that, you know, Connor lasted you know nine rounds with him or whatever. He didn't actually last nine rounds. Like, yeah. <laughs> Mayweather carried him, you know, because that's what a professional fighter can do. He can they can carry a fighter, a lesser fighter. And then put him away when he's ready to put him away without really seriously damaging them. But yeah. nobody the same believes thing he did with Logan Paul. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. But nobody believes he stepped in there with with Javante, Javante Davis, and and they're fighting for real. That's going more than a minute. Right. Right. Be- <laughs> <laughs> like USC fighters uh or MMA fighters, like they're two different sports. And I, I would say it the same way, like the opposite way. You don't want those a boxer in, in, a, in an octagon mm-hmm. with you know with somebody with a like a, a skilled uh mma fighter but especially in boxing man like you're not gonna win that and that's a dangerous situation to be in because you don't know how to box you know what i'm saying like like those guys they they you know they'll say oh yeah you know i, I trained in boxing and this isn't that but you don't know how to box like that like you you can hurt yourself and if you're fighting somebody for real you will hurt yourself that's why all that we've seen from these USC fights at this point, you know, is boxing entertainment. And, and I think that's fine. I had no problem with that. Yeah. But people kind of blur those lines and they get confused thinking that what they're seeing is real. It's not real. 
if it was real, you would see Tyrone Woodley fighting a real boxer, he would die. Conor McGregor fighting a real boxer, he would die. And that's what you saw with Frank Mir. He was trying to fight a real boxer, even though they're both retired. He damn near died. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> so, yeah, that, that's a little different in that case. But, yes, um, older fighters, retired fighters, um, sparring matches, exhibitions, those are fine. I got no yeah. problem with those. Those are those are lighthearted. We watched that uh, Julio Cesar Chavez versus um, Hector Camacho uh, Jr. Where he claimed Canelo as his one true son. <laughs> <laughs> Man, his but real son was... fought on the undercard of that fight. He did not even allow him in the ring to celebrate <laughs> at the end. <laughs> we could do a whole other show about that. How I mean, I say, that he whispered in Canelo's ear, like, if I had a son, I would want it to be you. <laughs> he, had, he did his little retirement, his farewell speech to the crowd, and he brought Canelo in there, and he was just like, I love you. I love you. You're my son. You're my real yeah. son. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but that fight was entertaining. Like, we knew what it yeah. was. You know, they're, yeah. But they're wearing headgear. They're protecting themselves. You know, yeah. um, it was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Like you can enjoy those fights for what they are, but like when they think they're fighting for real, nobody wants to see that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I think Roy and Mike kind of set the the blueprint of how you can put those fights on. They still be entertaining, still be must watch, or and still have a, a you know a good following that wants to see it. Yeah, and everybody's still safe. You know what yeah. I mean? Like when you have our our rankings. So to speak, <laughs> you know that that you know that we we last seen them on this you know at the top of the top, but we want to keep them there. But then when yeah. you put them in the ring like that, like that advantage situation, with, I mean, it was just it was bad. It was bad. If you're gonna do it, follow that blueprint that was set, yeah. and you know people are still gonna tune in. It, yes. it, it, we're still gonna watch because these are our rankings. <laughs> That we grew up with, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we still go to watch. I mean, I was excited. I was excited to tune in to the Roy and Mike fight. Yeah, and even you know my my lady, a couple of the fellas, their ladies wanted to see it because they knew those names, right? So I mean, it was still it was still a sellable fight. So you can do it that way if you, if you're gonna do it. But otherwise, keep keep these guys out of the ring. Man. And they, they yeah, they made it a whole event. You know, they had the concerts mm-hmm. there. You know, Snoop was there and everything. And it was just a fun night. Uh, <laughs> even if you know in the post fight interview, Roy couldn't lift his arms anymore. Like, but he was all right though. <laughs> yeah, he was just tired. He was tired. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, we mentioned the the Floyd and Logan Paul fight. Like, yeah, they went the distance or whatever. And, and afterwards, you know, Logan Paul smiling because hey. I got to be in the ring with Floyd for, for you know, however long. You know, right. that, was, that was a dream come true. You know, Floyd's got another exhibition coming up in February. Uh, they haven't announced who he's fighting yet. Mm-hmm. It's going to be on a helipad at the top of right. a building in Dubai. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's going to be fun. Right? Right. It's going to be fun to watch. <laughs> but, yeah, while, you know, seeing these guys get in there and pretend like they're still the real thing is, is not fun for anybody. Yeah. No, no, no. And, you know, fan. Fans got to understand the difference between that, that stuff, right? Like entertainment and I mean, boxing is, is entertainment, but yes, but like what they're doing specifically is just for entertainment. It's not sport, yeah. you know? Um, yeah. But, you know, the, 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 
times we live in, social media is going to eventually pit like a you know like a a, a real a real fight between you know a YouTuber and a real boxer like for yeah. real or it'll be I don't like think it'll yeah. for, for I don't think it'll be real. Jake Paul. I think the Paul yeah. brothers are a little smarter than that. <laughs> but yeah. it'll be it'll be somebody trying to follow in their footsteps. Yes, who yeah. gets in the ring with a real fighter and gets themselves seriously hurt. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 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 working its way towards that, right? I think um, we we always get these debates between MMA and boxing, which I think is silly to me because they're two completely different sports. But there's always seems to be that that pit against each other, you know, who are the better fighters or whatnot, which is always funny to me because, you know, we always hear these debates of oh well, so and so couldn't beat so and so in octagon, right? But boxers never try to go fight MMA. Right. But you always get MMA fighters try to go and do boxing. Cause I think at some point, once they get a little little skills in striking, even even Usman. Usman, you know, he learned how to throw a little jab and he's unstoppable in UFC. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I could box. And and everybody's just like, No, you can't. <laughs> like that that jab that you're throwing will get you destroyed <laughs> against low level low level boxers, right? So yeah, I, I, I can see that happening though. I I can see some you know social media hyping up some fight it, it won't like i said it won't be a paul brother uh production or anything like that and somebody will get seriously hurt that would not be unfortunate all right speaking of you know somebody possibly getting seriously hurt we got a ryan garcia sighting uh he's out here talking about throwing hands which is not a thing that he's he's really uh, been interested in lately uh, but you know he was scheduled to fight jojo diaz uh in november and he he picked up an injury before the fight, so uh, Devin Haney stepped in. You know, had a, had a good solid fight there. Um, but now, you know, Ryan Garcia is kind of chirping on so- social media again. Uh, his promoter Oscar De La Hoya is out there, you know, throwing throwing shots at people, and and they're talking about Isak Cruz, who's coming off a a pretty impressive uh, fight against Javante uh, Davis, but a fight he lost on points. Um, you know, a, a good solid fighter. Nobody's going to confuse him for a, a top tier contender or anything like that, but a good right. solid fighter. And De La Hoya's camp is saying they made him a, a great offer, uh, more than he made in the tank fight, and that he turned it down. And of course, you know, his uh, Cruz's manager is coming out or his promoter is coming out and saying that's not true. Uh, a, a fight like uh, Cruz and, and Garcia needs to be on pay per view, not that little fake network, the zone, you know, so we can actually get these guys paid. Blah blah blah. They're going back and forth. An obvious shot from De La Hoya because he got booted from the zone, right? Well, no, no, no. This was uh, 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 Cruz's manager. Oh, Cruz's you know, manager. Yeah, De La Hoya is still out there, but but is he still know, with the zone? Off, I thought he got. I thought. Yeah, yeah, they they are. Like he he lost uh, okay. Canelo and them, but you know they're they're still out there on the zone. Gotcha. gotcha, gotcha. I, I'm just gonna stop and say the zone is fantastic. All right, love yes, it. Yes, we love that's it. A, that's a hundred dollars a year. You get all you know, a ton of fights. So that, that's a great product. Don't look. Don't, we pay don't for go it, there. so you know we love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you guys think about a potential uh, Isak Cruz and Ryan Garcia fight? Potential it ain't happening, man. Not now. <laughs> they don't want this fight. Listen, I would think when we when you guys said earlier that we were going to talk about this, I'm like. I said. I thought to myself, people that watch this this channel are going to think that Mike is a Ryan Garcia hater. I'm going to be dubbed that, and they're going to be right. They're going to be right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many people love Ryan Garcia? 
yeah, everybody I, who doesn't love boxing. Listen, man, he he got to get away from Oscar. He got to get away from Oscar if this is what he wants to do. If he want to bull crap like they're doing, then Oscar's a perfect person to be with. <laughs> but if he really wants to box and he really want to get his name out there, he got to get away from him because there, someone else in Golden Boy, I can't think of his name right now, a high-ranking official, he even came out and said that earlier this year, when, when the rumors were about this fight, he even came out and said, "Nah, we don't want to do Cruz right now. We want no. a tune-up fight." He said, "He yes. he said we want a softer fight," a which softer I thought was fight. a very unfortunate choice. Oh, of is, is that what he said? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> so, it, yeah. and so they they never wanted this fight from the beginning. Now, what's in question is, is it that they're hiding this from Ryan Garcia? Is it that he really wants it, and they're just making it seem like they're trying to get it, but they're not because that. That's what Cruz's manager or promoter is saying. Right. That, hey, you need to look and see if these guys are really trying to get you these fights because, trust me, they aren't. You he know told what me, I mean? He said, yeah, we got a great offer for you. Let me know where I should send it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's now – that is the thing that's in question for me now. Is it that Ryan Garcia doesn't want these fights either? He's just part of fluff? Or is it that they're hiding this shit from him? But I – even Leonard Ellerby stuck his head into this one and was like, bullshit. Like, they don't want this fight. There's no way that they'll fight Cruz right now coming off of a long layoff like this. No way they'll do it. So, I listen, I wouldn't mind seeing the fight. I, I like Cruz as a fighter, you know, and, and I still recognize Garcia as one of the up-and-coming uh but yeah, how boxers. much is hurting him to say that? Yeah, <laughs> that one hurt to say. That, <laughs> that would that one hurt to say. But uh, so I wouldn't mind seeing the fight. But you know, I just don't see it happening no time soon. So I think I I think well I know Oscar has been pushing him to take tougher fights for a while. This is how the beef between him and Oscar started initially because he just didn't want to do a. I think it wasn't just one fight, right? It was like a couple of fights where he kind of Ryan Garcia didn't want to do it, but it was one in particular where it made Oscar say, "Yo, Ryan Garcia ain't the fighter I thought he was," yeah. right? Which is something you don't do as a promoter. You don't put down your own fighters. That's things that those are things that you take care of behind the scenes. Yeah. But you know, obviously, Oscar um, he didn't allude to it. He just flat out said it. Like Ryan ducks people. Uh, Canelo alluded to it, right? Like you mentioned before, Mikey, where you know he feels like Ryan Garcia don't put boxing first, and you know he there's there's some uh, maturation that needs to happen on on his side when it comes to that. And you know, I I think all that is true, and I and I I honestly think he hasn't fought since that Luke Campbell fight. He got dropped in that fight. Yeah. That was the first time he got dropped, and I, and that was like a real knockdown. That wasn't no slip or nothing like that. He he got hit with something he didn't see. I think it hurt him a little bit. Now, granted, he he came back and knocked knocked out Campbell, which was impressive. I think that messed with him a little bit, mm-hmm. right? I I think in his head he's thinking, man, Campbell wasn't somebody I thought could hit hard, mm-hmm. and he hit me kind of hard. And you know, I've been talking trash about Tank Davis. Well, if Tank hits me that way, right? <laughs> and I, I've seen Tank, you know, sleep Leo Santa Cruz. You, you know what I'm saying? When we're talking about fighters that, you know, when you see guys dropping and ref automatically stops it, that was one of those fights where 
he gets hit as soon as he gets hit with that uppercut everybody's like nope nope no, yeah, it's no. over yeah it's over right yeah. so i think that's in the back of ryan garcia's mind a little bit and i think he's taking this time to kind of get himself right mentally and you know look he's young enough to do it to say hey look let me just kind of refocus and, and you know when we get to that level you got to have that confidence and if your confidence is shaking a little bit maybe you need a, a little break to get yourself together so maybe that's what he's doing right now but no you're not going to come back to fight uh to fight pitbull cruz right you're not going to fight um who's the other one that Henny just fought uh, Jojo, Diaz. Jojo, Jojo, Jojo Diaz. Diaz, like those are some tough fighters. Like those are the two fights you don't want to take. So yes, what his manager was saying was correct. It was the wrong choice of words, but you do want a softer fight. You want a tuna yeah. fight. You want somebody that you know you can go in there and wash and doesn't have any real chance of hurting you. You absolutely want that. Like boxing is a, that's why we call it the sweet science. There's a there's a there's a way to go about things. When you have a long layoff, you don't jump right back in there with the best. You have some. You have one or two tune ups. And then you know you raise a level of competition from there. Well, Errol Spence does. Yeah. Well, yeah. He, he yeah. jumps in. He don't care who it is. He jumping right in there. And I respect yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't agree with it, but yes, I respect it too. I, I, yeah. I, I don't agree. I agree with you. I don't agree with his his method, right? Yeah. Because yeah. even his next fight, Ugas is 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 no cakewalk. Not right. at all. Yeah, but Ryan Garcia, man, like. If it is that you would think that getting getting floored against Luke Campbell and then coming back and winning the way he did would give him confidence, right? Yeah. But you know, if it's if it's him a different direction, and, and he's kind of maybe he's in that Victor Ortiz uh, headspace where he's like, I don't deserve to get beat up like this. <laughs> uh, and, and like you said, you got to go away and and build yourself back up. Uh, and uh, you know, you can take lesser fights, take tune up fights, get your confidence back. But the key part of this is you got to stop talking. Right. You got to stop talking right. to and about other fighters because they already don't respect you. Uh, and, 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 you know, when you eventually do get in the ring with them, which if you want to, this to be your career, you are going to have to get in the ring with at least one of those guys at some point. Mm-hmm. It's going to be it's going to be more personal than it otherwise would be. You know? yeah. and, and, and you're going to get beat down. Uh, you know, so, yeah, he, he needs to mature. He needs to figure out if if man, this is really the the path he wants to take, and and get himself right. Like he said, get himself right mentally, and then go back or go about building himself up or back up the right way. Mm-hmm. Um, I just I don't I don't really see it with with Ryan. Uh, I I don't think that he's a guy that I think he eventually he'll he'll take one of those fights. I think it'll be Tank. And I think he's going to get obliterated, and that's going to be kind of the end of of Ryan Garcia. I don't. I'm not even sure if he'll fight Tank, man. I think I want to see it so bad. I, I want to see that fight so bad. You know what he's reminding me of right now is a uh, a less urban Adrian Broner. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think he might. He's, got, I, he's immature, and he kind of doesn't really take the boxing that seriously. But right. he's got. He's got the. He's got the talent. And everybody can see the talent, and that's going to get him fights when he wants fights. Yeah. But you know, I, I don't think he's taking it seriously enough to, to, you know, to make him a real contender with that group. I think he might go the way of uh, Keith Thurman, right? Like Keith Thurman is, I think everybody considers him a good fighter, right? But Keith Thurman is very selective. I, I don't want to say ducky, but he's very selective of who he fights. Um, he's fought Sean Porter, and that was a good fight. 
and he fought uh Pacquiao. And I think he thought was Pacquiao a much was a better fight than he thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. He didn't expect that level of competition coming from Pac-Man at that age. So that caught him by surprise. And he hasn't fought since then. But, you know, Bud Crawford, he's like, of course, I'm not taking that fight. Errol Spence, of course not. We, 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 well, I look stupid. Like, <laughs> he's not going to take those fights. But um, he'll have a he'll have a, a fight that uh that he'll he'll prepare for like he can get himself up for that he feels like he can win that fight but other fighters like he's not going to risk it uh risk it with and i think that's going to be ryan garcia i think he'll assess these fighters a little bit more and say okay um after you know fully seeing who's out there who can do what maybe i'll fight cambosos right maybe i'll fight you know maybe if uh if uh Teofimo doesn't really, you know, if he doesn't really step it up and it looks like there's there's some flaws in his game, maybe I'll fight Teofimo. He he looks like somebody I, you know, I, I can handle. Something like that. But I think he's gonna really take his time and assess everybody before he says, All right, I'll I'll fight you. But I don't think he'll fight Tang. I don't think he'll do it. He's saying he's gonna be the uh he's gonna be like the NABF Continental Division Three <laughs> champion. And just kind of kind of hold on to that belt <laughs> for as long as he can. I mean, it is sad though because he is talented. Yeah, he does have, he he is very skilled. He is a talented fighter. Um, I like the Broner comparison because I mean Broner was supposed to be the next Floyd. He was. <laughs> He was Floyd without the discipline, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, I you know I, I just don't I, I don't trust I don't trust Oscar anyway. So yeah. that no, whole yeah. camp situation is just it's in shambles, and it seems like I mean I, I agree with you too, uh, Jose. Like after that camp, after Campbell put him down, I think that changed his mindset a little, but. After that, it seemed like to me after that exhibition that he wanted to set up with Pacquiao and go through, it was all downhill from there too. Yeah, yeah. I, so, twenty three years old talking about setting up an exhibition. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just it's just weird because I I feel like you got Oscar who is about getting the money, right? Yeah, and he about getting the money now. That's why he threw Canelo in the ring with Floyd before people say he was ready to be. Yeah, right. So I think that Oscar's willing to throw him in there if it's going to make the money. Yeah. And then you got the guy behind him saying, nah, no, 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 no. We want a softer fighter because we we looking long-term with this kid. So, again, I just go back to him making sure he's in the right place if this is the career choice he wants to. If he wants to stay on Instagram and get his views up, then he's doing the right thing right now. Yeah. But you know, like I said, throw him in there with somebody like a Nakatani or somebody like that. Like tough, but like he, he ain't gonna he ain't gonna hurt you. Hurt you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that, that, but that you also want him to win the fight though. He could be yeah. Nakatani. Yeah. Could, yeah, no, he could. Uh, he Will would. He? Like, Nakatani <laughs> look, Nakatani gets, you know, like he 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 makes his money off of being that hard to knock out guy, right? And if you don't have the stamina, he can put you away later on because he's gonna keep coming at you. But like skill wise, he's not on Ryan Garcia's level at all. You know? Yeah, no, but there's a lot of guys who aren't on Ryan Garcia's level who I think would beat Ryan Garcia. Mm. Like who? Like, I mean, 
like the top 10, 11, 12 lightweights that you can name? Because like yeah, but, I, I just I think, I think it's it's a mental I, thing with Ryan Garcia. But I you think know, I, I think those guys are probably just better <laughs> than Ryan Garcia. <laughs> well, no, no, okay, uh, but here's, here's uh, but but skill wise. Yeah, I, I see they, what you're saying. But yeah, like, yeah, yeah, you look at him and say, hey. You know, this guy's better than Ryan Garcia. He may not be more skilled, but you think he's better because you think he'd beat Ryan Garcia. Like George mm. Cambosos isn't isn't more skilled. I see, than Ryan I see your Garcia, point. But I, I think George Cambosos beats Ryan Garcia he could pretty be easily. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I see. I see what you're saying. I see what you're and saying. The, the funny thing about it is Garcia has been painting this this uh, fight with Pitbull as as a tune up. Yeah, he called yeah. this a tune up. I want to take this fight as a tune up to show the people that. He gave Tank a better fight, and I'm going to destroy him. Yeah. Mm. So they don't know what they want to do over there, man. No. Yeah. If, not, if, yeah, if yeah. you're taking your time coming back, like B said, stop talking. Just come back and knock one of these dudes out if that's what you're going to do. But stop talking. Because when you do get in the ring with these guys, it'll try to knock your head off. I know, I know not for a fact, but I know from where Tank's from, Baltimore, Maryland. I know Tank is going to try to knock his head off when they get in the ring. And he would succeed. <laughs> yeah. Like, Cruz is going to try yeah. to knock his head off, too. Yeah. Like, all, all those lightweights, because he's been running his mouth nonstop and not fighting. Every one of those guys, if he gets in the ring with them, they're going to try to knock his head off. Mm-hmm. And I just, that doesn't seem to be Ryan's speed. You know, like, that's not what he wants out of this boxing thing. He going he gonna to go down and wait and just fight some lighter guys and just – just some tomato cans and just talk his trash and <laughs> yeah. you know like that that's that's gonna be his speed like he's not gonna really jump in there with some of these killers yo. Right. Like, he's got he, 21 he's fights right now he's gonna retire at the age of 39 28 fights <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, people, like, people watching this like these guys really hate Ryan Garcia. <laughs> listen listen they gonna really think I hate I'm, I'm hating after this yo like I I think it's Greater than a small percentage chance that one not not saying his next fight, but one of his next fights is against a YouTuber, not the Paul brothers. The Paul brothers <laughs> are too big. I, I think it's a greater than than smaller chance that that is against a like a YouTuber or 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 like you know a a content creator. You know, <laughs> like is he's always on there, right? Yeah, he's gonna yeah. start some beef with somebody on Instagram or whatever. And then that's going to manifest itself into a boxing match. He already trying to do exhibitions, man. That's going to be the next step because he's going to look at it and say, "Now this is a safe fight. This is a, this that's, is the type of fight I want." That's not even a safe route because Devin Haney has already shown the willingness to cross over into that into that domain. <laughs> so. Speaking of speaking of Haney, I am going to all right. I'm going to say something nice about Ryan Garcia, and I have said that he is he is a good fight. He's a good he, he's okay. very talented. But Devin Haney, I don't know if y'all saw Devin Haney's comment, but he said that he sparred with Garcia and he sparred with Tank, and Garcia is just as quick as Tank. But you know, but Haney and Tank don't get along either. So that's right. You know, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know. He's never gonna. He's never gonna admit under any circumstance. If you ask him, you you can list a you can list twenty fighters, and they'll he'll say. All 19, all 20 of those fighters were better fighters than Tank. He will never give Tank any props, yo. <laughs> and, and I feel like I feel like that's part of it. And also, you know, Lomachenko was very complimentary uh, of Ryan Garcia. He he said Tank wasn't, you know, he wasn't the guy that people think he is. He talked down some of the other lightweights. He was very complimentary of Ryan Garcia. I think a lot of those guys 
are angling to get in the ring with Ryan Garcia because yeah. they know what Ryan Garcia is and they know they can put him away. And they, yeah. and it, and it's a big deal because he has a big name. He has a big following. He is very talented. And you, you don't want to be the third person to beat Ryan Garcia. You want to be the yeah, first person yeah. to beat Ryan Garcia. That's true. You know, cause it's like, a, it's like Ricky Hatton, right? Like he got in there with Floyd and Floyd made him run, run into the turnbuckle. Then he got in there with Pacquiao. Pacquiao put him to sleep. Who cares if you fight Ricky Hatton at that point? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. Look, we, we covered a lot, man. Thank you guys for for uh, supporting the show. So far as episode two, we have a whole lot more in store for you guys. If you like these topics that we're talking about, um, you know, leave us comments, you know, wherever uh, you're listening to this uh, on uh, whatever podcast uh, uh, device that you're, you're using to listen to us. Leave a comment on there. Uh, you can hit us up on our social media. Five star review and a five star review. And um, make sure you're following us on our social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at Ring Kings Pod. OK. And um, you, you got any questions, just uh, tweet at us, hit us, send us a DM or, you know, all that good stuff. And um, yeah. And also you can leave a comment on the video on YouTube. OK. Ring Kings podcast and make sure you subscribe. But Mikey B, appreciate you coming through and we will see you guys next time. Peace, Peace. out.